grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's, what's up? up? What's, 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 what's up? up? What's, what's, what's up? up? What's, what's, what's going on in the world today? Welcome into episode number 504 of Jobbing Out. Anyone with a guess? Anyone? 504. 504, boys. What? I mean, I do like the 504, boys, but that's not what? it. Aaron, do you have a guess? I got nothing. Brandon? Is that how many times... The WWE took a shot at AEW on Raw. No, no, it, it only happened a couple of times. Five hundred four is the number of. Did you know the number of Longhorn Steakhouse franchises in the United States? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that there were that many Longhorn Steakhouses in the United States? Uh, all right, uh, Glenn Clark. Hey, Aaron, why you guys shit on Longhorn, bro? It's not that they I'm. Got, ri- they it's, got good, it's fine. They got Long, good steak. Longhorn There's is just something fine. hilarious so about seeing that Chris Jericho is eating Longhorn. Longhorn wasn't bad. If I may rest. World champion, I'm not eating at long. That's the point. Like, I, the, the, it's just the funny part as Corey Graves. So Fuck you. <laughs> I'll definitely eat at Longhorn. I'll definitely eat at Longhorn when I win my first belt. Uh, AJ is, is absolutely that's because Aaron's never that's because Aaron's never finished a full steak in his life. Well, that also is true. Now, that part is 100% accurate. Um, AJ's fishing for a sponsorship deal right now. Um, a couple of things. It's just the hilarity of taking a limo. <laughs> yeah, Longhorn Steakhouse. Like, there's something about that that I just—it's—it's it's beautiful. God, yeah, yeah, a little bit of the bubbly though. That's what he was going for. All right, um, we're gonna do as much as we can here in segment number one. There's so much to cover. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and of course, of the main event. <laughs> right. <laughs> AJ Francis. Uh, AJ, what what happened? Oh man, you know uh, the the guy who wrote the script wrote the hell wrote a hell of a storyline. That's what. <laughs> That's what happened there. You didn't just get your ass kicked. Uh you know, you know what's Wait, funny is the, the way that the match went was. Yes, I did. Oh shit! So here, 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 here. I want you to understand how well I understand. But you didn't wrestling. like literally okay? lose the title, right? Like you didn't like <laughs> you didn't lose it in the airport in or in a limo yeah. or no. No, I lost it in the ring. The only place you should ever lose it. <laughs> it has been retrieved. And uh, the story, the storyline was basically so obviously, except for like one or two times, the row helps me cheat to win. Well, the row was banned from ringside for the main event, and so because of that, one of the members of the row had a match earlier on in the show, and we cheated like a motherfucker for that for that person to win. So now the crowd is booing us even more, right? So then I cut this scathing 
in promo. Uh, so then uh, we have a gauntlet match for the number one. And Brian Idol wins the gauntlet match after facing two different people. Uh, he was towards the end of the gauntlet match. Then the person that beat him, I mean, that he beat last, beat the hell out of him before our match. And I come right out. I'm talking shit. I make everyone in the room hate my guts. And then we work a match back and forth, back and forth. I go through the announce table. I go through a door, blah, 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 blah. But the problem is I had the match one, one, two, three. He didn't kick out. I pulled his head up. Oh, and that's why, why you, you idiot. Why would you do that? That's why you, you moron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you fucked up. That's you why fucked you can't up. Be arrogant. You know. Yeah, you learned your lesson. Yeah, you classic, learned... classic heel move. You know. Yeah, so... well, but but did you learn your lesson for the next time, or are you gonna be just as arrogant next oh, time? Oh yeah, so I definitely, I definitely learned my lesson for the next time. <laughs> I will not pull up Brian Idol's head in the next match. So when <laughs> is the next match? October 25th, um, it'll be probably my last SCW show. I, I just got booked today, October 4th in Miami, and I was already booked October 5th in Fort Lauderdale. So if you guys want to come down to uh, the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area the first weekend in October, you can it see the big like kid. A, seems like a pretty good twice. weekend. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good weekend. But in the meantime, this Saturday night, everybody locally can see. This Saturday night. I'm at Primal Conflict in Ranson, West Virginia. Um, I am in a tag team match. As of now, card subject to change. Um, it'll be the first time I've ever wrestled uh, near the hometown. So uh, I got a bunch of friends and family coming. None of you coming because you're all assholes. I don't know if that's true um, or not yet. I might yeah. I, I might actually be. I told you it just depends on how quickly I can get back. But it's, it's totally plausible I can make it out. Look at you! Yeah, I'm. Look at you! I'm working on. Yeah, it. but but Cancer Boy and Aaron aren't going to come, so fuck them. Well, they hate you, so that's the reason why. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, you're an asshole just, to yeah, us. That's come because on. they hate you. Even though I've always been a big believer in the Cancer Boy gimmick. Oh yeah, <laughs> now he's trying to kiss ass because he. Right, never mind. We won't talk about that because I don't think we're allowed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that's what's going on with AJ. Get out the primal. Well, what are we talking here. about here? No, nothing. We're not nothing. talking about anything. We're not talking about anything. We're not talking about nothing. anything. We're talking about raw. Cancer boy. Cancer boy. All right. Um, we're just there's reasons why why we're we're competing for Brandon's affection right now. <laughs> like that's You'll all. Find I, out in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's why. all we can say is that we're competing for Brandon's affection at the moment. Um, all right, real quick, we're going to talk about All Out in segment number two. Um, we'll have more to discuss then. Let's talk about Raw. Brandon and I went. Um, it was it was up until the last segment, just sort of a typical Raw, right? Like it was just yeah. kind of a you know Labor Day weekend. Let's move things forward. We're two weeks out. It was good though. And no, I'm not saying it, it, was, it was bad. It was perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, but it was just it was Couple just good a, matches. It was just a Raw, and then we had a moment, and it was. A very cool moment, but I'm a little concerned afterwards. So obviously we all know Bailey turns healed, or I, we think she turns healed. She takes a chair and attacks Becky Lynch. Um, it's something we've all kind of been waiting for. I think we're all pretty excited about the idea of Bailey turning heel. It's something different. It's fresh. It's new. We all like that. We all like Bailey. And as Brandon and I talked about. It created in the arena this awkward, like, super pop for a few seconds before everybody was like, oh, right, no, we're not supposed to like this, so now we'll boo. <laughs> um, it's just the way that it works. When you have these amazing moments occur, your natural inclination is to pop. 
And then everybody remembered as like Bailey and Sasha were standing there like, oh, right, no, we're not supposed to like you attacking Becky Lynch. Um, and so then it started turning to booze. And the same thing happened on SmackDown. She came out to cheers, and then once they got in the ring, then the people started booing. So what? that's what we need to talk about. The, the, speaking of pops, did you hear the pop when Sugar Bear finally lost? It <laughs> <laughs> was a good pop. Um, go on my go on my Instagram. Look at the video. I'm telling you, the there's there's 50 people in there. It's not the biggest crowd I've ever wrestled, but you would think that there's 500 people in there because they were so happy to finally see Sugar Bear get his comeuppance. They were ready to see yeah. that dude. Yeah. Everyone loves to see AJ get his ass even Mike, even Mike, even Mike Yusi slapped me in the face during the match. I mean, we worked out a whole thing. All right. All right. Now, back to Bailey. <laughs> what do we make of them on Tuesday bringing Bailey back out as Bailey? And instead of having her cut like a traditional heel promo, they have her cut a promo that's more, frankly, along the lines of Charlotte Flair. Where I just do what I gotta do, and I just want to be a great champion. See, I, I felt like this was more like the Bret Hart heels. Yeah. Okay, maybe, I, maybe. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was Charlotte because Charlotte, Charlotte came out and cut the Charlotte promo, oh, right, but she, which is screw all of you. Bailey was saying, "I'm actually the good guy in this." And that's correct. I still think I'm the good guy, which is perfect for her character. You and like that's that? That's what Bret Hart did. And and did heal stuff, but then said, "I'm the hero." This Shawn Michaels is a sleaze bag. I, I under you know. I understand all of that. I did not like that for Bailey. I did. I not think it's like perfect for Bailey. I love it. I think it's great. So for, I, I I agree with you in a lot of ways. If if I'm going heel, I want to see full heel. But I think for this character in particular, for the Bailey character who has never been who has never been you know even though we say hasn't been portrayed as the perfect baby face, her character has been supposed to be this perfect baby face. To have a sudden, ridiculous, 180-degree heel turn would feel off because of who her character has been to this point. Well, I mean, I, and it's, it's, I would disagree it, with that if you sold it as this wasn't working. Like, I did this. It didn't work. So I'm going to do this now. I don't think that that but would— it's, But it's worked. She's the champion. You yeah. can't say it hasn't worked. I mean— This isn't a that, snapping moment. This is a— this is a twofold thing. A, my best friend is a heel, and I, I think as we go along, we're going to find out that, yeah, you know, a lot of this is because of Sasha. If Sasha right. wasn't in the picture, she might not necessarily be doing this. This was, as she said, loyalty to her friend. Right. And then also, I am a champion that, you know, I don't want to be overshadowed. So it wasn't so much as I am, I am evil now as it was, look at me. That this is what this is what a good guy should do is okay. what she's saying. Okay, but but and I I think it works for her. Well, you say that, but it creates this awkward thing where okay, but who's supposed to be the heel here in the Bailey Charlotte? Well, that's that's that, the awkward. Thing. Like this that's is a bigger but that problem. Would be, that would be the however you did this, whether you had her go full heel or not, that would be awkward. But this is this, this I I what I would say is this is the strange part of this. If she was doing this, turning on Becky to set up a match between her and Becky, this is yes. brilliant, right? Yes. You're you're putting in a position where it's almost and we talk about this a lot, it's almost like we're sort of semi acknowledging what's happening on both shows. That was a super heel thing to do. She's trying to sell you on that, yeah, but I'm doing this the yes. right way. So, yes. And, so Glenn, like, I don't know if you know this. Yeah. But in two months we have this show and and it's this really special show where it's the one night. Oh that right, the, SmackDown that, that's and a great Raw point. That's, I totally other. forgot about that. The one time all year mm -hmm. 
where the someone time, from SmackDown might face someone from Raw. Great point. And so that is where this and, is uh, going, um, right? I don't. I also don't. I don't. I also don't know if you know this, but um, they could easily have all four of them in a match together at that Survivor Series to establish one complete champion before the new TV deals. Well, that wouldn't be before the new TV. Unless you're That's saying you're going to change TV the deal. match at Clash of Champions, you're changing. Yeah, the, the Survivor Series matches after the TV split. Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't do it. When, is, when does they go to Fox? October, October first week of October. Oh, look yeah. at that. Yeah, so scratch, scratch <laughs> that. Scratch that. Um, well, okay, so what week is Halloween having? Right, yes, we could do it for Halloween Havoc. That could or be Hell, Hell in a Cell? Yes. As that... long as Halloween Havoc is on October second. <laughs> right, before the T V thing. Right. We keep coming back to that. That is a problematic date. That's not going to work that way. Yeah. Um uh, yes, I think it would be very logical, obviously, for this to end up leading to Bailey versus Becky at that point. But in the meantime, you've got They've sacrificed that match is what they've done. Essentially. Right. Like yes. you've essentially said I, I mean, maybe sacrifice is the wrong word. Pick, no, but they, they've certainly changed well, the dynamic on. of that Charlotte Bailey Correct. match to a but situation we still where have a, we still have a week for Charlotte and Becky to do what Sasha and so, Bailey did. So that becomes, I don't know if they want Charlotte to turn face. So that, I think they're doing it. I think these then are they, all really then good they questions. they cut the wrong promo on Tuesday. But it starts out know, that way. We I don't know if week. you know this or not. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but watch this. Ready? Just listen real closely. Ready? Mm, mm. Woo! <laughs> Just like that, she's a face. It is amazing right. how that works. But then, why didn't they cut that on Tuesday? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. If that was your plan, why wouldn't you just go ahead and do it in the in, in the the fall, fallout to that? Because I think I think it's not going to be clear cut. It's not going to be like I'm I'm the biggest face on the planet now. I think it's going to be these two bitches are kicking my ass, and I need some help. And and Becky's going to say the same thing. Because she isn't clearly, clearly. I mean, she's being reacted to as a face, but she acts like a heel. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. We we so, talked we've, about we've this. We've covered the difference between like babyface and badass. Like we've talked about this before. Yeah. Well, right. But what I'm saying is, so that none of these none of these people are clear cut either way now at this point. So I think it doesn't matter. I think that you could just have, you know, the traditional friends who had their issues but have respect for each other in Charlotte and Becky. That kind of say, okay, we need each other now because Sasha and Bailey are both kicking our ass. I mean, it's clearly where this is going. You yeah, know what which I mean? is fine. It makes and and, and long term, that's fine. It, it makes sense. It makes sense in the storyline, too, because Charlotte made Becky. What, what, oh, w, oh, w, my here, here's, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move right past that. Here's the question How does WWE want the crowd to react at uh, Clash of Champions in the Bailey Charlotte match? Ideally, what do. How, what do they want the crowd to do during that match? If I knew, I would give you an answer. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what they want. That's the confusing want. thing. Right. I'm, that, right I now, it seems like they're, set, set, they're setting them up to boo both people or not care about the match. I, I, don't, think they, I don't think they care because I think they know that the crowd is going to basically be divided on this match. And I think that but it's why would not they? But why would they on, want... Hold on, hold on. But, it's not going to be... This is going to be a story point match. I don't think this is going to be a match with a clear finish. This is going to be a match that moves the story along, in my opinion. Like, I think I think people are going to get involved. And 
I mean, you could argue both of the matches are going to be like that because you've got Sasha and Becky, and you've got Bailey and Charlotte. Sasha, so, new champ. Sasha, new champ. Sasha, I think new so champ. too. Here's think- here's the thing though. In Sasha Becky, you have something. You, WWE wants you to cheer for Becky, whether or not they're going about that the right way. They want you to cheer for Becky. I don't know who they want you to cheer for. You're so we have a week. Bailey. Yeah, you're we have, you're you're, you're like, could you could you could you please inform me how they're not? I know it's the dumbest bit, right AJ. Way. You're just going to get pissed off. Aaron Becky keeps getting assaulted. It's, it's amazing this bizarre bit where Aaron's tried to pretend like they've done something wrong in booking <laughs> Becky. It's I have yeah. no idea. Hold oh, on, no, wait, wait. You agreed with me? No, I did That she was beating up Natalia. I from told behind you it beating was Fit Finley. That's what I'm. That's no. what I'm referring to here. No. This storyline. In the yes. last three weeks, she's oh, beat yeah, the no, shit last, out of Yes, last storyline is very clearly Becky. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was I was just referring and to then, overall because Glenn brought it up before that girl overall beat the, shit the bad. Out of her. Aaron the thinks, Aaron thinks it's thing. a problem that they called her the man's man. He thinks that's no, a problem. I, I, that is not what he's oh obsessed my God, with. You it. are completely. We had this conversation. You agree? We're one hundred percent agree with the you one three time weeks ago that happened. It was a mistake, and then I told you Aaron's problem. Aaron's problem with the man's man was about Seth, not Becky. I mean, it was can, a stupid shirt. No, it was a shirt was fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. You're just obsessed with dumb Anyways, things. Okay, so my, here, but to the bigger point, yes, they want you to cheer Becky. There is no question about it. they want you to cheer Becky. Who do they want you to cheer in that match, in the Bailey Charlotte match? We'll find out after next week's programs. I think we're we're at a weird point right now where we're not all the way through this storyline that they're developing. I think whatever we see on Raw and SmackDown is going to sort of give us a better idea of that prior to the show. I mean, maybe. I don't really know that there's a logical answer is the problem. Well, I mean, here's what they think they did. I'm not saying it worked. What they think they did is they think that they just gave you a reason to have sympathy for Charlotte because they beat the shit out of her. So that's what they think they did this week. So if they did that, that's the first step to turning her face, like, quote-unquote face, as face as she's going to be. So then on Raw, you do something, or SmackDown, whatever, you do something that sort of develops that a little bit further where it's like now she's just kind of like the badass that the heels are beating up but she's not a face you know but people are going to cheer her because they do already so it doesn't really matter like i mean it matters somewhat but like they're these two both of these people are getting cheered in one way or another so i don't think they see it as an issue that you're going i mean we're talking about the same company that did heel daniel bryan versus brock lesnar after they built him up as a heel like, like, you know what I mean? Like, they do stuff like this sometimes. Yeah, and, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense in those moments. <laughs> but it doesn't not work either. That match worked perfectly. You know what I mean? But they, so, they also had him wrestle as a face in that match, even though he had just turned heel, which I was mean, weird. A I mean, lot kind of, of, but he was, like, weird. You know what I mean? He was, he was definitely, he was face-ish, I guess you should say. Like, if you're just talking about the mechanics of how yes, a face yeah, wrestles, yeah. yes. Hey, guys, 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 you're missing the point. Woo! I mean, again, <laughs> you're not wrong about that's that. No, he's 100 percent right about you're that. You're not that's wrong why about it doesn't that. Matter. Okay, if that's what they want, if that's what they want, is for that to be the case. We just don't know that right now. Like, and so that's listen, where we're as at. over as Becky is, right? Some people still cheered for Charlotte in those matches. Nobody's saying that it's that hard to get Charlotte back to face. Not Nobody's so saying anyone that. with any lo- anyone with logic in their brain, right? <laughs> well, okay, ease up on all this now. <laughs> 
Nobody's <laughs> saying it's hard to get her back there, but you just have to do it. And the question is, do they want to do that? And if they do, to Aaron's point, why didn't they do that on Tuesday night? And if your answer is just to have something else next week to happen at Madison Square Garden, that might be the case. It might be as simple yeah, as saying that's that. That's what I think it right, is. It's nothing more than next week at Madison Square Garden in front of that crowd. We want to make Charlotte a face. Okay, I can hear you. Like I, yeah. I get it. Like it's a little wonky and it was a little awkward this week, but like that, there's real logic behind why you'd want to do it that week. And so we'll react to that when that occurs. As always, we right. can actually react once those things occur. Um, and by not- the way, traditionally, traditionally, this was a way that they've always turned some uh, heels face is just by another heel beating them up. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. so it's fine and, to and do if it that. And if it was clear, uh, my, my one thing is, you had Charlotte like running down the crowd and stuff right before getting beaten up. Right. Which is right. not but there's some, There's another do. thing we could talk about in this neighborhood and from later in the show well, as well. We, we need to, we let's need to, talk it out now. Let's, yeah, let's hit the well, hit the Daniel Bryan thing. Let's do yeah. this. Because yeah. it's the same thing. Well, it's similar. Yes. Everyone look at me. Hang on a second. I'm pulling you up. What is... Oh, it's his Charlotte Funko Pop. That's what he's got. Yeah. AJ's showing us his <laughs> Charlotte Funko Pop currently. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, the, the Daniel Bryan thing, again, as this was Aaron's suggestion a couple weeks ago. This is what they were going to do. And I said then, that's really stupid if that's the case. <laughs> what did he say? He suggested... I, sa- I said that it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan uh, had nothing to do with this. I, I, I still stand by the fact that it's going to be stupid if it's not the case. You have to have this end up getting to Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. If you've done all this to not get to Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns at some point, I just fucking give up. Like, what <laughs> what in the fuck is happening here? Now, does that mean it's, as I said before, Does it doesn't ultimately have to be Daniel Bryan's that's the guy at the end. It could very well be that this just thing fucking continues for six months before we finally find out literally all... <laughs> it's Rikishi. Yeah, it all, Rikishi all, all Brandon time. and I did at Raw Monday night was make jokes about... Oh, it was John Moxley, or oh, it was like that's we just kept doing <laughs> yeah, we, that. We literally were making jokes the entire time. But, the rock. Right, but, correct. But, but here's the thing. So <laughs> this is so weird. So this doesn't necessarily, and like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not still Daniel Bryan in some way because right. because the way that they've portrayed his character, and I know that. You guys didn't like that I said this a couple weeks ago. He's like a serial killer, kind of. Like, he's so fucking weird now. Right. And, like, so yeah. you could so say, was, like, I like oh, to I told out, Rowan. I would, to, I, I would just like to point out that when you said that a couple weeks ago, I was like, uh, I hadn't seen SmackDown yet. So I was like, all right, maybe some weird shit happened. You know, maybe I didn't notice some shit. So then I watched SmackDown, and then I was like, yeah, Brandon might be that. <laughs> Well, I mean, because he read into it really, really, really. <laughs> You're suggesting Brandon knows a little bit too much about the uh, the 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 inner workings of a yeah, serial right? killer. <laughs> um, look, I, he's like that, that, that guy's definitely a serial killer. Takes one to know one. I hear you. I hear you that the idea is that he's like sort of mentally and emotionally like fucked up. He's just out unstable. There. Yes. Right. Like yes. I get the I get the concept. And ultimately I don't disagree with that. It just set up this really weird if the point of this is to try to create Rowan into being a bigger star and a bigger monster heel, like, okay, I guess I could see that somehow. I don't But if kn- Roman Reigns just pins him on something. Uh, yeah, I was gonna right. say that's the are we thinking Rowan's going over? No, I don't think that. So I just don't <laughs> Well, it depends on what the rest of the storyline is. He might. Like if they if they if if they do what Aaron suggested a couple weeks ago, and this brings Harper into this equation, and then you've got 
Daniel Bryan, who basically sacrificed himself to trick Roman Reigns. Like then you've got like a really interesting story going, and 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 Daniel Bryan's depth as a heel just deepens. There. Here's oh, what yeah. I know: this better not be just Daniel Bryan becoming a face to fucking hang out with Roman Reigns. <laughs> right, that right. would be. And I'm the really worried that that's worse. what this is. Oh, I'm so <laughs> terrified that this just becomes somehow like the scenario that Aaron. Like this is how you bring Luke Harper back and. I swear to Christ, if they sacrifice Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus them, if they sacrifice all of the fucking work they did with Daniel Bryan and how goddamn genius he was to just have him be fucking Roman Reigns' little buddy, I will throw everything in the studio. If he goes complete serial killer to go face, yes, I will lose my shit if that's what this ends up being. I don't think that's the case. I think we're safe. Um, Aaron, I know you got to duck out, um, but you're going to come back and we're going to do segment number two. We'll talk more about all out during the course of segment cool. number two. Uh, appreciate. We'll talk to you for segment number two. Sounds um, good. Thanks, all right. I so know, I've got another thing I want to say before this segment's over. Well, we need to talk about before the segment is over. The other big thing I want to discuss, we can save everything else for segment two. I have to talk about Baron Corbin. We have oh. to have a Baron Corbin conversation. Okay, Baron Corbin it should be the king of the fucking ring. So we're going to talk about this further because but something has happened to make me think that's not going to happen now. Um, I think the Chad Gable winning really kind of screws with my thought process. But I, yes. I've said all along, I thought it was the best thing that could happen is Baron Corbin winning King of the Ring. It's just amazing. It's an amazing troll moment. But I'm going to go step beyond that because Brandon and I both recognized this on Monday night. There's a danger here that people might like Baron Corbin. <laughs> Um, it started to happen on Monday. He got a really significant ovation after that match on Monday. Um, and when, he, well, the problem is yeah, the match was fucking that's, fantastic. That's Correct. what we need well, to talk the, about. Here's the problem. And it's not a problem. Here, I mean, no, no. Here's, here's what the real thing is. Here's what the real, real, truly thing is. People are finally realizing Corbin can fucking work. Well, no, the, correct. The same thing right. they did with 100%. Roman. Right. The same, the same bullshit they pulled with Roman. The same bullshit they pulled with Elias when they told him to drift away. They finally realizing, holy shit, this guy can go. Why do I hate him? Well, I need to talk about this because this happened to me. And, and, and the reason for it is... They held him back in his work on TV because when you would go to a house no. show, yes, they did. No, when you would, yes, no, they did. I seen him work. I seen him work, fucking crazy matches in the next T. What are you talking about? He's always. I'm talking about on the main roster. Booed him because they didn't stop. Like him. No, no, I'm going to be with Brandon. You're right about what he did in NXT on the main roster. They absolutely... on the main roster, not NXT. Yeah, on the main roster, well, they he were had some. Fantastic Stop. Can I just with finish Dolph for a Ziggler, second? With Finn Balor, with Samoa Joe. Like, what are you talking about? No. They were holding him back. He was not working like this. And when I, I went to a house show it, it, six months ago and saw him do a match with Braun Strowman, and I came back and told all of you guys, this guy is a thousand times better than what they're showing on TV. And they're finally letting him wrestle like that. I love how you said you're telling. I love how you tell. You said you told us that. Like, I don't mean I, I told I you. I don't mean I told you something you didn't know. I mean I just told you in a literal sense. Like I said to you. I said. I guess I should say. I don't mean I told you so. I just mean I said to you. One of my big takeaways from that show was how good he was, and then the dark match was even better <laughs> than the match you saw on TV. That guy wrestled two amazing matches on Monday night. Uh, he did, and the more great matches that he wrestles, the more inclined the crowd is to like him. So, and there was a whole section of people with Baron Corbin signs and yeah. shit that were 
so cheering for him. Although there was also well, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Monday was amazing. It was an amazing thing. There was a Corbin. There was a Water Boy. A Corbin sucks. He really, really sucks. Chant that ended up going throughout the arena. And the I mean, it was great. But the point is, it on what's set up for Monday night it has all the writings of being another incredible match, right? Yes. Is there any reason why this triple threat will not be another incredible match? If the storyline yeah. is to make Baron Corbin the king of the ring to troll fans, to have them hate him more, this isn't the way to do it. Because what's happening is the opposite. You're giving him great matches, people like it, and they're not going to be all that pissed off when Baron Corbin's the king of the ring. So I, I, I'm in a weird place where, from the beginning... I thought the best thing to do was to have Baron Corbin become King of the Ring because it would just piss everyone off so much and it was brilliant and it was trolling and it was phenomenal. But if you give him great matches and let people be like, wow, I really enjoy Baron Corbin, then the strategy can't be at the end, ha ha, we trolled you. The strategy has to be that you're changing what it is that you envision for Baron Corbin when you get to that point. Yeah, be the new king. That's the I mean, in the, by the way, also in the process of all of this, um, like his promos are getting better too. So that's also what's what's making people think he's funny now. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like that funny heel that shit talks. Like people like that. So so that's not helping either. By the way, are we are we gonna uh, are we gonna go ahead and say that he had the match of the week? Yes. I'm I'm inclined. No. Oh, what do you think was? You guys clearly didn't see NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Oh, no, I didn't Oh, see you it. know what? I did. I did see NXT TakeOver Cardiff. You're saying the, the, the tag match? The tag match was the main event. Yeah, they were both really good. You're right about that. I completely fucking forgot the, about the, TakeOver the main, Cardiff. Main event. Walter versus Tyler Bate was one of the best matches I've ever seen. It was really good. It was I, like 40 minutes. I thought, I thought the tag match was insane, though. I thought it was fucking bonkers. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, no, I agree with you. I, I like either one. I'm cool with. Uh, all right. By know, the way, by the way, the end of days got like an RKO pop on Raw. Yeah, I mean it was crazy. I guess that's part of the reason yeah, why I wanted it. Because it's, it's a cool finisher. It is a cool. Well, finisher. Well, plus cool Cedric Cedric Alexander finish, sold it insanely yeah, too. Yeah, he was great. God, this is tough. All right. Um, it, I'm I'm. It's begrudgingly because I just really want to give Baron Corbett the credit, but you're right. The it definitely. The, I want to. My vote is Walter and Tyler yeah, Bates. Ah, fuck. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right about that. That probably was the match of the week. I, I just ah, God and damn it. granted, yeah, it's also probably because their match went twice as long. Yes, as that is true. God damn it! I really like the funny thing is at the end of the night, I, or the, after watching Cardiff, I really thought it was tag match. But you're right that it probably was. Yeah, you're probably right about it. It's probably Walter. I got I got to do my MVP of the week. Okay. My MVP of the week okay. is a guy by the name of Rod Zapata. Oh, the who ref, is a WWE yeah. referee. In the, <laughs> I made so this asshole Glenn did not want to stay for well, the. Dark I don't match. stay for dark matches. I hate. I hate. And I, I made him stay for it. It was Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin, and it was an excellent. It was not a throwaway. They legitimately worked a match. Probably went like what? Yeah, 15, like 10, 15, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great match. They did this bit the entire match where Baron Corbin was... It was sort of like uh, one of the pay-per-view matches where he had John Cone in the corner. John Cone pushed him and it caused the finish or whatever. This took that to the next level. So so Baron Corbin's bullying the ref probably, what, four times yeah. through the match? Yeah, 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 Backing him into a corner. Finally, the referee goes full-on, like, 
I don't even know what to call it, but pushes him all the way to the other corner, <laughs> climbs the ropes, and starts punching him. Oh, it was incredible. It was actually incredible. It was really And the great. crowd went fucking crazy. No doubt about it. Like, the people that were still there, like that dude got one of the biggest pops of the night. And then uh, what I was laughing really hard at was when the match was finally over. It was weird because then it just went back to a match, right? Right. <laughs> For, like right. another five minutes. But then when the match was over, there was more people trying to high five this referee yeah. than like Seth Rollins. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. All right. Um, we got to wrap up segment number one. Here's the deal. In segment number two, we're going to talk all out. And also, with that in mind, Teal Piper is going to join us a little bit later on in the program. She is the daughter of Roddy Piper. And you saw her in the Women's Battle Royal to kick off All Out on Saturday night. So we're going to talk to Teal Piper coming up a little bit later on in the show. Uh, AJ, why don't, just in case, because you said you didn't know for sure what your schedule was going to be for segment number two. So why don't you go ahead and do your plugs right now? Uh, you Follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. Come out to Primal Conflict Wrestling this Saturday, September 7th. I will be stealing the show like I always do. Uh, it's going to be my first time back home. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. I'm going to slam the shit out of people, probably do a moonsault or two. Uh, you know, you never know. You never know what you're going to get from the kid. Uh, I like to try to kill myself in the ring. That's usually my goal. Well, I look, so we, if um, I can come close to dying, that'll be great. I'm rooting for you to just go ahead all the way. <laughs> that was a pretty fucked <laughs> a up thing friend. to say. What a fucked up thing that was to say. All right. Uh, very good. We'll come back in. We'll talk some all out. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. And he's... The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Pressbox's Project Game Day is back as we'll be with you to react immediately during and after every Baltimore football game this season. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime with various guests joining him the moment the game wraps up, including the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Pressbox's Ken Zalis, and Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports. Pressbox's Project Game Day is made possible by great partners. Costa Sid, Wise Markets, Glen Burnie Transmissions, Glory Days Grill, and the U.S. Army. Like Pressbox on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sports and watch Project Game Day there every game day this season. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out, uh, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton. I think the guys might be joining us again for segment number two. I'm not uh, – you guys, I'm so sorry. I just don't know what schedules are like anymore, but hopefully the guys will be able to get back with us. Uh, we know coming up in segment number three, Teal Piper is going to be joining us. Uh, Teal Piper, of course, the daughter of Roddy Piper. And um, was it part of All Outs over the weekend and is uh, now going to be part of, wow, Women of Wrestling moving forward so a lot going on with teal piper to talk to her about looking forward to doing that in the meantime we need to talk about all out which of course occurred over the weekend 
and then led into two days of hilarity, as we alluded to in segment number one, related to Longhorn Steakhouse, a little bit of the bubbly, uh, as Chris Jericho just continues to get everything over. It's really remarkable how he's capable of doing that. He is Chris Jericho. That's the way it works. Brandon, did you watch All Out? Not live, but I have, I you, have since you, watched you it. You have since watched it. All right. You said you would watch it. Uh, I knew when we talked on Monday you hadn't watched it yet. I also watched it, obviously not live. I believe Aaron watched it live. Um, here's where I'm at. Uh, good show. Totally good show. Um, start to finish. My, my biggest two complaints, and I don't think you're going to retort either of them, so I kind of wish that Aaron was here, and hopefully he'll jump back in. My only two complaints, one, I just still don't love the look of what AEW is presenting right now. Um, I think in arena, it probably looks fine. And when they come to Baltimore for full gear in November, I'm sure it will look fine. Um, it looks weird on TV. For some reason, like, and this is a weird thing too. Like, it looks weirder when they've been in arenas versus like, I thought the show they did in that amphitheater actually looked really cool. Looked really yeah. good on the broadcast. I don't know why it hasn't looked quite as sharp. Um, Otherwise, that's the that's the only that's the first thing that jumps out at me about um, what what they're doing with the pay per views. The second one that I think they've struggled with, and I used you and I talked about this on Monday. I used the Dark Order as my example. I think there's a little bit of a danger that they get into where they believe that they've already done the work. Hey, we're AEW. You're watching, so we've already done the work. And if we tell you someone matters then someone matters. And I'm not there yet with everyone. There's a lot of people that obviously I am there because I know them, right? But I'm not there with everyone on their roster that you've convinced me that that person matters. And whether that's because they believe that you've been watching you know, their, their, their YouTube stuff or you know, whatever it is, and I know that some of that can change once they have a TV show, but... I don't know that they've done a good enough job of making me care about everyone that they're putting on these shows the way that I need to in order to care about the matches. So, for example, The Dark Order, I just don't know why I'm supposed to give a shit. What? Well, here's the problem. All this stuff is going to be... Well, I'm not saying it's going to be fixed, but the only way to fix all of this is when TV starts. Like... We're we're dealing with these programs basically as one-offs at this point, which is part of the problem with the storytelling. So I'm not super like – I don't think they can't do it. I just think – No, it's, I agree it's, with that. They're in like an awkward launching period right now where I think that that will come with weekly television. You know? I, I, like, I look. It's like the, it's, the, it's my biggest criticism of the product, but I have to, te- I have to like tell myself like, listen, like – it's actually pretty remarkable what they've been able to do considering they don't have a weekly television show and that it's going to be a little disjointed until they do, you know? I, I think both things can be true. I think it can both... It, it Of course, it is really remarkable that they've managed to do this much so far and put on a card where when I watched over the card, like the overwhelming majority of it, I was at least moderately interested in. Without having a TV show, that's incredible. I mean, that's fucking yeah. incredible they were able to do it. My my concern is that you got to remember you still need to do the work with the others. You, you can't just assume that because you've put them in matches on your pay-per-views, because you've put them in high-profile situations, that that means that we care. And I'll give you a huge example of this that's going to be a tough one. I don't give a shit about Sean Spears 
I don't. I knew you were, I knew you were gonna I say I don't that. give a shit about Sean Spears. And it's not a knock on, you know, the the former Ty Dillinger. It's not a knock on anything. I'm saying the Sean Spears character in AEW, you've done nothing with to this point to make me give a shit about him. Yes, well, he does the, the Well let me let me say this just to Oh, uh, that's still, not true. He uh Right, yeah, they I, gave him a spine buster right. from Double A. Right, that, no, let me, that hold on, that. hold on, hold on, hold on. I was trying to fill in for Aaron a minute till our miss to all of a sudden someone decided to yes, show AJ's up. Yes, AJ's here. <laughs> and and by so, the way, we should point out they also gave him the big moment against Cody at the at with the, with the chair shot, and that ended up yeah. being a huge storyline. I do get that. Well, but, and we can't ignore the fact that they are putting these online video, like whether you've watched them or not. I mean, that's like. So like they're trying to do it, you know what I mean? Like they had the the online interview with him. Was it Jr. that interviewed him uh, when Tully Blanchard came in? Um, they had like a there was like a video online that they posted that was kind of like what you would have seen on their television show if it existed of uh, of sort of development of the Sean Spears character and why he hit Cody with the chair, and then Tully Blanchard was sort of introduced as his manager or whatever you were calling it uh, right now. Um, so, I mean, they're trying to do this stuff basically that way. And I think that the problem for me is like, A, I don't have time to pay attention to all of that stuff. Correct. And, 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 and B, I haven't been trained yet to, um, to consume my wrestling that way. So I'm missing things where, where like, like it's, it's very possible that they have developed some of these stories, but I'm just missing them. You know what I mean? Like that's part, and and that's part of the problem. That's part of the, and and as we talk about again, as long as that all goes to the TV show, that'll be fine. If they if they say, hey, all this content we've been doing online, we're going to take that to the TV show and do the work there, then then that problem will be solved. If their idea is, hey, the way that we've been different is by doing this character development online and we want to keep it online because that's sort of worked for us, I think that would be a mistake. Um, if they just take the TV show that way. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it makes a second screen experience, bro. I understand that, but that's... like We've been talking about how much I wrestling... Thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy a lot of the... The, the Elite. Because I don't even... I don't watch AEW a lot, but I watch a lot of their promos. Right. Like well, for, let's, let's remember example, something. Yesterday, though. Chris... Well, the Jericho stuff Jericho's this week has been insane. yesterday yes. was God level. No yeah, question. On the promo he cut... For uh, getting the belt back was god level. Both of them, the one in the hot tub and the one afterwards. The one in the hot tub was was amazing, but the one where he had the actual belt back on his shoulder yeah. is the greatest promo of this year. I don't care what anyone says. Again, there's nothing. Look, we all know the internet has just completely bowed down again to Chris Jericho because the man, literally in a throwaway moment after winning a match on Sunday night, said a line that has now become the most popular phrase on all of. Can I tell? Can I tell you something? What What day did that pay per view happen? Saturday. It's not even Sunday. It was Saturday. Hey, there's Aaron. Yeah. Today is Thursday. Correct. Yes. We're We're doing this segment on Thursday. There was a fucking T-shirt. There's, there's a little bit of the bubbly t-shirt. But I'm saying there's a little bit of the bubbly t-shirt that you can buy right yes. now. But there had to be yeah. one because the internet decided it was the greatest thing that ever happened. But the, I'm saying it took three it days. It, it, and I don't disagree with it. By the way, if, if you have available. not seen the, the any of the videos, if you have not watched what the internet did with a little bit of the bubbly, my God, I actually have to play the Lubega thing because it's the greatest thing that ever happened in the history <laughs> oh, of the No, the Spice Girls one The was Spice better. Girls one is fine. The Lubega one is so perfect, I can't even <laughs> believe it. A little play bit it. of bubbly. Hang on a play second. I'm, I'll pull it up in one second. Uh, Aaron, because we only have you for a few minutes here, 
Um, yeah. you're, 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 you're the one that like probably cares the most of all of us about AEW. Give me, mm-hmm. uh, give me what you care, what, what your reaction was to all of all outs. Um, you know, again, another saw show. And again, it, it's still just like some of the other ones. It's suffering from the fact that there are no storylines, not, not no storylines, very few storylines going into it. So as good as, for example, the Kenny Omega Pac match was had no story going in and, and it suffered because of it. And kind of the whole pay-per-view felt that way. Not saying it wasn't a good pay-per-view. It was a very good pay-per-view. Aaron's, I can't believe this. Aaron and I are actually sort of in agreement on this. Yeah, he, he, you just echoed everything we just said, like, essentially. What's that? And again, I, I I don't think it's a big deal. I just don't think they've done enough work to make me give a shit at this point, right? Yeah, well, basically, and, basically they, couldn't, we, they couldn't do it. And, the, they've and done we, as much we work accept as they that. possibly right. could we accept do. Right, and that's yes. what, what that's basically what I said was right. like, well, this should be corrected once TV begins. Yes, 100%. They'll have storylines. They'll have two hours a week to dedicate to building up these matches. So, does, will be so does, Darby Allen just, does Darby Allen just not care about his spine? I mean, oh, dude, my you, God. You've, that... <laughs> as that crazy the guy as that, that was, that's like not his fucking... craziest things the, he's done. He's done the, stupid, stupid things. Who was the guy that jumped with the big I'm fucking bro, barrel? I, I, I'm sure he has, but I'm not gonna lie. The yeah. the barrel from the rope, yeah. top rope onto yeah. the fucking ring steps is the dumbest bump I've ever heard of in oh, my life. Oh, it, it was if really, gonna, really dumb. And if I'm gonna be an asshole I, about it, I, like I why was, was the a, barrel if there? I was in a match, if I was in a match. Uh, literally, uh, uh, like with the guy, and the guy told me he was gonna do that bump. I'd be like, dude, no, bro, no, like, stop, no, bro. like, <laughs> no, bro, but actually, have, have no, you ever like, seen... no, but you'll move out of the way, <laughs> no, bro, no, I'm not about to let you do this, bro. I mean, it wouldn't be okay. What, what was that documentary series? The 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 Vice one, the Dark Side, oh, the wrestlers, it was, it was amazing, or whatever. Oh, the other one, you not not the most recent one they did. Well, the. W- what? It was an ongoing. They did series, a show called The Wrestlers that was recent. The, I don't. They, ah, there's there's Aaron playing the role of AJ yeah. this week. Cool story, Aaron. Yeah, right. You should you should tell it again. You're you one to talk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. While Aaron In tries, Aaron, you, we we haven't heard anything you said. You've been cutting. You've been cutting out. Nothing but cutting out. Um. By the way, here's. What? The, Here's the uh, Lou Bega Chris Jericho thing real quick. Anything it's all good. Let me jump in, please in the trumpet. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> in my life. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> By my side. A little bit of the bubbly. That's all I need. A little bit of the bubbly. That's what I see. A little bit of the bubbly. In the sun. A little bit of the bubbly. All night long. A little bit of the bubbly. Here I am. A little bit of the bubbly. That's Jack Lazell on Twitter. My God, that's wonderful. The Limp Bizkit one was also incredible. God, we, we'll play a couple more of those before we get out of here. Um, uh, look, you know, a little bit of the bubbly. What do you make of what do you make of the fact that Kenny Omega should be the biggest star in the company and yet he can't get a win? Yeah, like I see what they're doing with it. Like it, it you know, they want to. Kind of uh, yeah, they're down. making him the baby face. Yeah, right. they're making him an underdog baby face. I don't. Like, I don't hate it. The problem is this right now with doing that is that you now are in a weird place where you're presumably top face can't challenge for the title for that, a while. And that's the at only a time issue I when have you need someone to challenge for the title because right now in Baltimore. But, but the if thing he, is, if he beats, if he beats John Moxley, it's a, here's it's, the thing. No, you're here's why you're all wrong. Okay. Because Kenny Omega should be crowned at whatever their WrestleMania is. I don't disagree with that. I just don't know what that is. Chris well, Jericho, exactly. Chris Jericho is the perfect person yeah. to be the champion because it 
not only accentuates his character, but then once he's, you know how indie wrestlers work, somebody else should be the champion. Man, man, man. You've been the champ forever. You're for you're 50. Man, 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 man. Once that starts to creep in after months of Jericho being the champion, that's when you pull the trigger on Kenny Omega. That's booking 101. You I know that's that, the best part about all of this is that that's not what's happening. Like, like nobody's complaining about this, which is just shows the hypocrisy. I didn't say of, they are. I, it, the best part is you're not listening. I said when they start to complain about well, it because sure. Jericho's the champion six months from now. I'm just no, saying it just triggered a thought of for me that like every you know if this happened in WWE everyone would be complaining, but because it's an AEW everybody's cool with it. Right. It, not it, everyone's. I, I've seen some complaints. Most about people it too, are. But, cool but with yes, it. yes. I'm. It's a lot. A lot more people are, you are kidding cool with me? that than it I was got, surprised. It, Aaron. It brought what? us a little bit of the bubbly. Everyone's it did bring it. us a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> also, so also hang on. It here's, also here's it also like, brought here's... us this, boys. <laughs> the bubbly. The bubbly. So, I mean, what is there here's, to complain about? Here's here's the pro- I, you're you're not wrong, AJ, and you're right. All that's absolutely what they're doing and it's the right thing to do. But when you're starting the new company and you want that, you know, hot feud right out of it, out of the gate, you don't have that right now. Because right now, if you're taking Omega and Moxley out of the picture because they're facing each other in Baltimore, I don't know what you're going with to face Jericho. Like, you might be going with Adam Page again and Baltimore, and that's fine. But if you want a hot feud out of the gate, I don't know if that's it. Why not Pac? I mean, because he's think, a heel. Well, I mean, you can do heel heel, but I mean, I think you go Cody. Heel. I think it's Cody. It might, and, and honestly, that's as logical as anything right now. If it's not Paige, it almost has to be Cody, unless you want to push Janelle or someone like that. Here's the problem. Joey, they, they, here's, Joey, Joey. here's the corner they got backed into. The corner they got backed into was, and, and this is kind of a dickhead point of view, but I do think it's true. Um, that they're supposed to have. I keep wanting to say Dean Ambrose. Moxley versus Kenny Omega. But mm-hmm. because Moxley couldn't fight, they had to do Pac, and Pac won't lose, as we found out before. You know, he basically won't lose, so he had to win the match. And well, they and Kenny of, was supposed... If they're doing the underdog thing with Kenny, then Kenny was supposed to lose to Moxley. So they maybe, didn't want to keep... Yeah. Maybe. Or either that, or they just were stuck with someone that won't lose. You know what I mean? Like, well, but he's he's dropped that... The reason he wouldn't lose is he won't lose. Well, the he literally he dropped out of a pay per view because he didn't want to lose. Well, but he he's lost that title since then, so okay. I think he's he's good to. That's kind of out of the picture now. The the problem was he w- didn't want to lose while he held the uh, Dragon Gate title. He's dropped that title, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But well, whatever. I mean, whatever. Yeah, correct. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So so as far as what we think uh, moving towards, the I've car- lost. I've lost. I've lost three matches to people that, off the top of my head, I would beat the shit out of in real life. So he's being extra. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Um, real quick, the as far as what we think of the card going towards Baltimore, Aaron. Um, like what we think will happen yeah, at the pay per view card. Like what are your expect? Now that we know that the the, the next pay per view is going to be in Baltimore, Baltimore, and we know okay, there's well, going we, to be we know, TV we know shows. It's Omega Moxley. Right. We know we know Cancer Boy is going to invite the main event. Mm, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to be talking about anything yet. I don't think we're. I have no to. idea what you're talking about. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Omega Moxley, Jericho. I would. God, they've been so careful about keeping Cody away from the title and away from the main event. That's the most logical thing. It'll either be Cody or Page against Moxley. 
Uh, uh, against, I think we'll have Young Young Bucks you mean against LA. Jericho. Yeah, against Jericho, right? Oh, Jericho. Sorry, could be a triple uh, threat. Could be a triple threat. So when does uh, the tag title tournament like? When does are they? They're, like, is the plan to crown a tag champion? That at would the be pay-per-view? a good bit if that would be a good bit if they if they make it so Jericho has to defend in a triple threat as punishment for losing for getting the belt stolen. I actually would kind of <laughs> love that to be honest with you. Yeah, That'd be it. pretty good. That. Listen, um, the smartest thing, and I know we already talked about the viral stuff, but the smartest thing that he did was lean into that. Like course. everybody sure. was laughing about him, and then it, in in two hours, everybody's laughing with him. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, if, because if he's Chris hours, fucking Jericho, which in fairness is also the reason why the internet is not freaking out the way that you were talking about uh, a second ago, Brandon, like the way that you would expect them to over like an old WWE guy getting the, the first championship is because the truth is no matter what Chris Jericho does, we just fucking love it. So we are yeah, all hypocrites. He's a genius. But I would also, Chris Jericho! I would also, I would also compare it to uh, R-Truth. R-Truth is not 47 sure. years old. He's not a problem that he continues to wrestle. He's amazing. Chris Jericho is the same way. They just live in a fucking place. By that, the way, do you notice what they did with uh, the full gear on sale yes. announcement? They announced oh. the match. Holy shit. What a fucking concept. Who said that they should have done that like two months ago? Right. I, uh, Obviously. I no, you're right. It totally fucked them on their ticket sales in D.C. You really called that, Brandon. <laughs> but that was the first ever show. That was too. as smart as who was it that AJ was talking about being the best heel in the fucking NXT? <laughs> Uh, it was Adam Cole. Remember that moment when we were all in New York and AJ was going on about what a heel Adam Cole was? And I looked around and said, what a fucking heel as the entire place was erupting for him? Yeah, But, he's the, but the thing is, he is a I know, heel. He's I know. just the best heel, know, so he's I a know, face. That's how wrestling works. I know. It the crowd is a heel. I know. No, un, un, undisputed era are heels. Adam Cole is not a heel. Yeah. yeah I mean, it is true. They boo the other guys. It's that is weird, true. right? That is true. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, after Roderick, Roderick Strong. Strong's burns Velveteen's Dream's couch, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's a heel move. <laughs> no fucking doubt. Um, anything anything else, Aaron, about AEW that we need to cover? Um, nothing huge. I mean, I, I like the addition of LAX. I think that's that's another going to be one of the featured matches is Young Bucks versus LAX, I assume, and Baltimore. And I assume that those, those are Jericho's mystery partners for that first yeah. DC hang, show. Hang on. hang on. I want to play this one, too, because Brandon requested it. There you go. There you go. There's one more. All right. Sorry. Brandon requested that one. All right. Go ahead. I apologize. Um, that, that, that's all in AEW, and I just want to mention if you, have, if you haven't gone back. Let's just do it when Aaron tries to talk. <laughs> if you haven't uh, gone back and watched uh, NXT UK, go watch that Walter Tyler Bait match. Oh, we're, that yeah, we did. is the best match um, of the week. Aaron, we did, Aaron, we did cover Aaron, that. Aaron, we we've already that. voted yeah. that rest of the match of the week. Yeah, we did cover Good. that. Um, yeah. Although the tag right. match was also fucking bomb. I actually bomb. did watch NXT UK and it was incredible. Yes, it yes, was it very was. good. And we did. And we did also. I'm telling you, the tag match was really fucking great too. Yeah, um, what about the Cesaro match? <laughs> it was all good. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was the a great card. No, the Walter, no, no, no. the Walter Tyler Bate match literally was like 42 minutes, I think. And that's and that big fella just kept going. Shout out Walter. I mean, no. I mean, it was incredible. It was absolutely fucking incredible. No doubt about that. All right, um, Aaron, get your plugs in because we'll let you go. Uh, catch up the da- catch the daily line. DC, Philly, Chicago, and Bay Area, three to seven Eastern every day. 
plus the NBC Sports slash uh, online. All right, they should start calling that show the worst nationwide. When you say (laughs) when you say Bay Area, you mean San Francisco, San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area. Who would have guessed? All right, uh, very good. Thank you, Aaron. We will uh, we will will talk to you next week. All right, guys. Before we get to Teal Piper, who's going to join us for segment number three. Um, uh, Aaron, AJ was right to point out that in segment number one, we did not discuss. I was really angry on Monday night. The only part about Raw that I was like, we didn't get a single fucking 24-7 segment as we were there in Baltimore to watch Raw. Well, what we got then, on Tuesday more than made up for it. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. Our truth, our truth literally had a lampshade on his head. And took it up. First of all, I don't know if you noticed this, but even when that robe is standing there on the thing, it doesn't have a lampshade on its head, dog. It's fucking incredible. It's in- he, he took it off and snuck over there like a cat burglar in an 80s cartoon. So the other thing, too, is I don't know. Like, I haven't gone back to read how they did it because I don't remember there being, like, noise at any point from the crowd during the setup to that. Like, I don't. No one saw no, him. Yeah, I don't know if he was literally standing out there like the entire time from when they turned the lights down during the previous break. Um, I have no idea yes. how they pulled it off, but and maybe if I went back and listened, like they might, it might have been faint or something like. But I don't remember hearing noise to think there was anything else going on um, while our truth was getting into position for that. It was genius. It was flawlessly executed. Um, I do agree that like I kind of like the idea of Bo Dallas as twenty four seven champion. Like I I like Bo Dallas. I think that he actually would play into yeah. that content very well um, with his character. But I don't think that doesn't mean you couldn't do more. It maybe you just move on from Drake Maverick and it's like the segments are built around Bo Dallas and our truth for a couple weeks, which I think is a tremendous idea. And I continue to say, holy fucking shit. Um, the, how the, I, there's no world that could have ever predicted this content to continuously be this good for this long. <laughs> this. I just, I just saw the, what our truth looked like before he, uh, they, they definitely came in and snuck it in. Like they, they, he was not, there's no way he was standing there the whole time and nobody's like, it's so ridiculously obvious, which makes it gr- even better. I mean, it's it's brilliant. Dog. It's fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> like everything about it is wonderful because that's that's the point of it. The point of it is like this is stupid, but it's not stupid at all. Like it's so so <laughs> fucking smart. Uh, I I genuinely like. I just sort of say, all right, you guys did it. You did it again, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. You did it again. Um, and then the other one that Brandon and I were trying to. How figure- many times has our truth been champ now? 14? Like 16? It's, it's something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. He's uh, he's breaking Ric Flair's record. Uh, um, although I'm <laughs> sure that Crash Holly had that with the Hardcore Championship. Um, and then, uh, real quick, one other thought before we get to Teal Piper. Uh, Brandon and I were talking about this on Monday night. So AJ Styles cut this great promo. Because AJ Styles is fucking amazing. Like, we all know that. Uh, he cuts this great promo and he makes a great point. Who am I facing? I, it's Clash of Champions. I'm a champion. Who am I facing? So they never dealt with that. They laid it out there and then never dealt with that. Who is AJ Styles facing at Clash of Champions? You know who I hope it is? I don't know. Alistair Black. So that was what Brandon threw out. Brandon threw that out when we talked about it. I, I would have I'd love that, and there would be 
some logic behind it because Aleister Black is asking for a challenger, and you could just have AJ Styles come out and say, uh, okay, I'll be that guy. Um, it seemed like a weird way to give him a title match necessarily, but like, I mean, Jesus Christ, who would have a problem with it, Aleister Black versus AJ Styles? If we if we if I don't get Black Mass as a counter to the Phenomenal Forum, then I don't want to watch. Oh this my thing. God! It would. Oh be, my God! That would be incredible. It would be pretty wonderful. It would be pretty fucking. <laughs> Do you wonderful. know what I think? I think so. So that's that's who it should be. I think. I think if if we're playing the long game and we're not ready for that yet, which is possible that they want to wait to do that later, um, I think you you sacrifice Rey Mysterio to him to sort of further whatever storyline is oh, going on him with and him. Dominic, yeah, and yeah. so he can lose, and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But <clears throat> I think that's the only other option. I mean, who else could it really be? Well, the, you know, o- I, the only other is is somebody that loses in the in King of the Ring. Is there is one of them? Like, is like it, Cesaro, maybe? Or, Eli- or, or Elias, you know. Kevin, like, although, although Cesaro lost to The Miz for, like, no reason, which was really weird. Didn't um, he on Raw? No. On, yeah, he did. To yeah. push The Miz. All right. All right, we'll talk about that more. But uh, when we come back in, Teal Piper's going to join us. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. And he's... The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis. Well, guys, I'm really excited about our next guest. Obviously, you know her in part because she's the daughter of a legend. You know her in part because she was part of uh, All Out on Sunday night. But most importantly, she's now going to be part of season two of Wow Women of Wrestling on Axis TV, which kicks off this Saturday night at 8 o'clock, an awesome season two of Wow Wrestling. It is a pleasure to welcome in royalty in the professional wrestling world. She is Teal Piper, and she joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Teal, it is so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So I I don't even know where to start. Um, You have obviously uh, lived a life probably unlike most people in this business. It sort of seems like this is the moment where it's kind of coming full circle for you as far as opportunity is concerned what is this moment like sort of in the perspective of everything that you've gone through during the course of your life up to this point? You know, it, it, it does feel sort of like a weird full circle thing. Um, it's very surreal. Um, and it's, it's a bit emotional because it's, it's crazy to be in the ring versus watching my dad in the ring, you know, and there's so many moments where I wish he was here or just things that I wish I could ask him, you know? Uh, so it, it's a lot of, emotions but at the same time i am so excited and pumped and feel like this is something that i should have done forever ago but you know i waited to the right time in my life to go all in into it no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) and i'm i'm just really enjoying every moment and trying not to take it for granted right now all these opportunities and 
it's exciting. Well, let me just, the immediate follow-up to that is why now? Like, what, you know, you, you talk about that, and obviously someone that grew up around this business, some some second-generation people get in at, like, the age of 13, right? Like, it's it's right. just the way that it works. I feel like Randy Orton's <laughs> been wrestling since he was born. Um, why, why now? Why was this the time for you to say, okay, I'm going to jump in uh, today? Well, first of all, there was not a chance in hell and back that my dad would have let me wrestle at 13. <laughs> yeah, he, he did everything to keep me away from it at that really? time. Really? He was a heel. You know, people forget uh, the Hogans were celebrated, you know. Hulk Hogan was America's hero. Well, my dad was America's bad guy, and people tried to kill him. They, you know, <laughs> and I know that's dark, but they did all the freaking time, and they would get in fights with him, everyone, you know. So he felt very much the need to guard us from the industry, especially when we were little. Wow. Um, and so there was a lot of, I, I mean, if anything, I definitely know the bad side of the industry. Jesus. Um, especially the old school style of it. And then for me, I've always appreciated the sport and, you know, admired it. But, like, I didn't feel the need to step in the ring myself until my dad passed. And I think it was a combination of, of um, I had the other things I wanted to pursue, I had done, and I knew what that was, and I had a lot of fun doing that. And as well as women in wrestling now have, like, really taken front stage. They're not accessories to men, and it's a time that I know my dad would want me to be in wrestling and be proud to have me in wrestling and feel like they're giving women justice in the sport and showing their talents and between all of that and just wanting to connect with him now that he's gone, wanting to walk in his shoes a little bit, it just felt like the timing was right. And then I started training, and turns out I have a sadistic hatred for myself because I absolutely love wrestling. <laughs> I mean, I saw the bruise that you posted on Twitter. You definitely have a sadistic wow, you're side. Quick. I just yeah. that. You definitely have a sadistic side. There's no question about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I've got, um, got some bruises. Uh, Teal, I, uh, you know, I, I just like everybody else um, on this podcast, as well as anyone who likes wrestling, grew up a huge fan of your father. Right? Yeah, and very I, controversial I statement. A lot of documentaries. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot of different. Read a lot of different books that he's he's talked. Uh, he's been in, and the thing that always tripped me out was that he had a notebook, and I actually do this myself now because of Roddy Piper. He had a notebook that he would write down lines like the line in They Live when he says, I'm here to chew gum and kick ass, uh, chew bubble gum and kick I ass and I'm all out of bubble that Like that was, he, he, he said that he wrote that in a book. Um, and then when they asked him for a line at the movie, he had that line prepared. My question yeah. is, do you have any of these books? I have all, my mom, thank God for my mom. Otherwise we wouldn't have much of anything. He didn't keep many mementos. But one thing about my mom, she, like, hoarded everything of his. And we have, it wasn't books, it was yellow pads, like those legal pads. Hundreds of them. And yeah. it's so funny, because if you don't oh know Dad God. and his thinking, it just looks like crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, for me, it was really cool, because, you know, after he passed and we were going through stuff, I found the one notebook that had that all out of a bubblegum line, and also the one that had the... Um, I changed the questions line. Wow. And it, was just, it was just really cool because it, you know, it makes you think like, wow, how old was he when he came up with this? And what was he thinking in that moment in time? You know, he was probably traveling. So Amazing. You know, it's definitely something we keep in hope to, uh, I keep telling mom she should make a coffee table book out of it. If nothing else, just for me. Wow. <laughs> no, I think that would sell quite and, well. And, and, yeah. and my, my follow-up to that is, I mean, that's your dad. You ever think about using some of these lines? 
lines in, in like us lines that maybe he'd never used, but he wrote down in oh. his notepad. My brother and I joke about that all the time. We're like, we should go and find like his genius ideas he didn't use and just rip those off. We should probably get like four years yes. of a career easy that way. Uh, you know, yes. I have thought of that, but I also think it's important that I'm my own character and that I do my own work because if you know, if you don't have that work ethic, you're not going to last long. So, you know, I do, I I do love to pull inspiration from the way he works and all of that, but at the same time, I don't want to be disrespectful, just, like, steal his lines and, you know, feed off of his talent for my whole career. I mean... I got you. you could, there's worse things you could do for what it's worth. Yeah. And then again, also that true. is a Piper move to pull. It's yeah, right? Keep my way through the industry. No doubt about that. All right, Teal Piper is with us again. Wow, Women of Wrestling Season 2 kicks off Saturday night on Access TV at 8 o'clock. Um, uh, Teal, with that in mind, let me get one in, you know... Being a part of you bring up the, how women's wrestling has changed and what that would mean to your father, and and wow, being a show that's built around the concept of women's wrestling and it's not just you. Obviously, Tessa, who's another second generation star, is part of it. Third. Specifically, getting hooked up with wow. Why was this something that you really wanted to do? When I'm going to guess, you had a lot of options for where you might go, considering <laughs> who you are in in the next step in your career. You know, for me. Um there's a lot of factors that weigh in, and I always talk about, you know, my dad used to say he's the biggest feminist because he had three daughters, you know, and that turned him into a big feminist. And I always say it was the universe punishing him uh, for his <laughs> younger days by giving him three adorable daughters. But, you know, he, he would always tell me, and one time we even got into a fight about it when I was, like, little and a brat, but, you know, he would talk about how hard the women in the industry worked, and he would really stand up for them and what they had to go through, especially during a time when they were almost like accessories to men there for a while. And I know that if he was still around, WOW would be the, the place that he would love to see me at. It's an all-women environment, and they just do such a good job of giving women the credit that they deserve and having them get in the ring and actually wrestle and not just be there, you know, as a secondary storyline. And so for, and they're based in Los Angeles, um, which is where my husband and I live. So it's like a, for me, it was sort of a no brainer. Once I got in there and started trading with them, I was like, I love this company. And I know this is a company my dad would support. It's cool. It's very cool. Teal Piper with us here on Jobbing Out again. Uh, season 2 of WOW gets underway Saturday night on Access TV. Um, we mentioned All Out, and I saw the bruise. To, to be a part of that um, and knowing what, what this sort of moment represents in professional wrestling, and I know it's a different company, but just the event itself, can you describe what that moment – I'm going to guess that's the largest crowd you've ever worked in front of. I'm going to guess that was like the first can, – can you take me through – like what that moment was like for you to get out there to start that should kick off the entire night uh, on Saturday night to be a part of that thing. It was obviously it was very surreal, and I felt so honored that I was even in the ring with these phenomenal talent that they have there. You know, as somebody who's just like this was my debut match. You know, so I was very honored that they had me and. When I came out, the crowd gave a huge pop, and it reminded me instantly of the pop Dad would get when he would come out. Like I could, I literally, I think at some point turned around, just like, just like, did Dad just come out? Like that was so cool. And I know that they just, you know, I I hope to earn more pops from them in the future on my own credibility. But it really, 
warmed my heart a lot and made me feel a lot a little bit more at ease walking into the uh situation that I found myself in. Well, yeah, I mean that was tough. That was, yeah. that was tough. Maybe a good learning learning experience though. Like, oh, yeah. phenomenal learning experience. Yeah. I can't wait to do it again, you know. No People doubt. have been a little bit hard on me about it. I'm yeah. like, whatever. It was my first match, and that was some pretty epic talent. No question about that. That part is 100% true. There's nowhere to go are, but you, up do, for me. AJ, go now ahead. That, now that, you know, we, we've established you were, you're at WOW, you're at AEW. One thing that we always ask people when they come on this show is either at WOW or AEW or wherever, who is one person that you have yet to work with that you would love to work a storyline with? Ooh, storyline-wise. You know, I would love to um, work with Tessa Blanchard. She's a phenomenal talent and one that I would love to rip the belt right away from. You know, and she always brags about how she's third generation. Yeah. And I would just like to say that my great-grandpa, or something like that, I don't remember, great-grandpa or great-uncle, something, was Tupper Toombs. He was a boxer, so technically I'm kind of third generation, too. There you go. <laughs> so she is definitely on my radar right now. Um, that being said, I think I have a few matches um, before I'm even going to get a shot at her. But I, I have her on my uh, in my eyesight. It seems like a pretty logical step, by the way, for season two okay. of WoW. It seems like there would be a lot of money behind a Tessa Blanchard, Teal Piper build. It just seems to me like that would be a really <laughs> smart thing for everybody to do and perhaps look forward to. Um, what about... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... It's funny because I'm actually on a show. Uh, I don't know. If Glenn probably didn't tell you, but I wrestled too. And I am on a show with Tessa on the 29th in Orlando, Ooh. which I am trying to finagle my way into facing her. But we'll see how that works. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to It's a bold yeah. move. Yeah. I mean, I, that would be incredible. Oh, hey. Don't, hey, here's the thing, though. I have, I have no intention of going over. Yeah, you definitely do the job for Tessa Blanchard. There's no question. You're definitely doing the job for for Tessa Blanchard. There's no question about that. Teal, one of the things, as far as your character and what we're going to see from you is concerned, and we kind of alluded to this, the idea of, like, you know, using – we see it's always different for, like, second-generation stars. We actually just had Austin Gunn on recently, and we are talking about – like, it's such an obvious thing to play into in your character, but yet you still also want to be known as your own person, as you alluded to – like, how tough yeah. is that to sort of walk that line between, hey, I'd be insane to not, like, play into the fact that I'm effing Roddy Piper's daughter versus, okay, but I also still want to be Teal Piper. I don't just want to be Roddy Piper's daughter. I, it, it, is a, it is like a fine line, and it is difficult in the sense that there's a very high bar for me um, just naturally set, and I think it's important though because if i if i just play into i'm rowdy roddy piper's daughter all the time that'll a get stale and b there's only so much i can do with that you know so it's important that i be myself and bring out my own character to the ring and my own different things even if sometimes i have like a nod to him because that is going to be how i get longevity and respect in the business and that is what i'm looking for to make my own footsteps along this legacy not fill his Oh, I mean, again, it, they're not bad footsteps to follow when it comes to it. I mean, this is Roddy Piper we're talking about. Like, we yeah, can't, no we can't even say the name, and I can only imagine like what it was been like. I, I guess you know. Let me let me do that. 
what was it like to be Roddy Piper's daughter? This seems like such a stupid question, but like, we're, we're talking you know, about... everyone always asks that. I'm like, where do you want me to start I, it's, with but, that? But, I, do you understand, like, why... He's an American icon that we're talking about, right? Like, we can't... We can't fathom that being just your reality because we're talking about... This goes beyond professional wrestling. The, he was an American icon. Um, yeah. What was it like to be... And, and, and I know it, it sucks that we lost him, but, like, what was it, it like... To just be around that every day of your life, because I can only fathom. <laughs> well, you know, to me, he was dad, first right. and foremost. <laughs> but, you know, I like to point out, you know, when people ask me about, like, my favorite promos of his and stuff, I always go to that Jimmy Snuka coconut one, but not for the same reasons as everyone else. Like, you know, it, it's the humor he had in it. Um, he was that person at home, you know. He was had that energy and was fun and, like, hilarious, like, you didn't have to be a wrestling fan. You didn't even have to know who he was. And he would just captivate you with conversation. And he was just a fun guy. I mean, he wouldn't hit me with a coconut at the end of the night. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, he was just... I'm, I'm Maybe I'm biased because he's my dad, but he was one of my all-time favorite people. Oh, God, you guys are going to make me cry. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> was he as unpredictable as we all assume? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, people used to make fun of me in school. Like I was very like kind of a nerd and like I took all these extra classes and I was always on time and stuff. And, and in my head, I always thought like I'm extra responsible because my dad was Roddy Piper. Like somebody had to be, you know, <laughs> like he was, you know, he was uh, definitely a wild child. I always said he was from another area. He was like a gladiator and he sometimes had a hard time fitting in with modern society. I think it was a bit of a struggle for him. Yeah. He just his brain didn't operate that way. Yeah, we didn't need him to. That's also what made him so interesting. Yeah, we, we definitely, the, the rest of the world didn't need him to do that. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we loved that guy. That was the guy that we loved. Um, oh, thank uh, you. I did too. All <laughs> right. Uh, wow Women of Wrestling, season two, kicks off Saturday night on Axis TV. Uh, Tia, what and can we plug for you social media wise? Yeah, so I will be live tweeting that Saturday. Um, follow at Ariel Teal on Twitter. And um, I'm also Teal Piper on Instagram and Facebook. And um, Pro Wrestling Tees. I got a shirt out now by my tees guys. Awesome. I need to pay my mortgage. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and am I? Um, and then <laughs> I also have a uh, single coming out October 1st on iTunes called The Animinity, so keep an eye out for that. But right now my focus is for sure training and just being in the ring. Well, that's awesome. Wait, you're also a musician? I am, singer-songwriter. and You know, a lot of people don't know this, but my dad was a brilliant musician. Yeah. He could pretty much pick up any instrument and just play by ear. And wow. He didn't know how to read a note to save his life. But he had a phenomenal ear, and it was a big passion of his. And so a lot of my music stuff is something I connected with him. I mean, as young as I can remember, we'd play guitars and, like, sing songs together. And he'd talk about writing and singing from the heart and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, he was a huge influence on the music in my life. That's incredible. That's incredible. All right. And I can truly appreciate this because, as the fellas will let you know, yes. I actually have my, my sophomore album comes out October 4th. And... Um, the people that are actually musicians and workers, we are a dying breed. We're not the people that aren't just musicians as a gimmick, but actual recording artists. We are a dying breed. So I appreciate perhaps you. a stable yeah. in the future. Perhaps maybe and one day. Go ahead. Like a music uh, wrestling, a uh, rock and wrestling stable, like redone. It wouldn't be rock on AJ's yeah. part because he's a rapper. Cool. Like, but like, like a yeah. 
Yeah. And I, yeah. I think what's important to take away from that is yours drops October 4th, but mine's October 1st. So she beat you. Money on mine, yeah, she beat you. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, Saturday night, 8 o'clock on Access TV for WOW Women of Wrestling. Check it out. Teal Piper, literally, not only us, but the entire world is rooting for you. Um, uh, congratulations you. on everything, and thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having me, guys. Very cool. Thanks to Teal. She was awesome. Uh, appreciate that. And obviously, uh, easy to root for her. All right, uh, before we get out of here for the week, uh, Brandon, you say there's some news about the first NXT on the USA Network? There's two matches that I'm seeing. One one of them was actually tweeted out by the real WWE NXT account. The other one was <clears throat> less official, but it's it's someone that says they're, they work for NXT on Twitter, so I don't know. He has a little blue thing next to his name, but... So the first match is Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong for the North American title. I'm sure that'll suck. I'm sure that'll just be <laughs> really tough to watch. Jesus Christ. The other one is Mia Yim versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair in a triple threat. And I'm assuming that's, that's going to be a number one contender, contender match, but it does not say that. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense if that was the case. Um, that yeah. is Eo, pretty... Eo, Eo, Eo. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, what do you want me to complain about there? <laughs> There's nothing to complain about in what you just told me. That's wonderful. I guess we should follow up. Obviously, uh, after we did our show last week and spent a lot of time talking about Enzo and Cast, WWE was pretty quick to try to shoot that down and say that ain't happening. As always in professional wrestling, there's a okay, you know, we'll we'll see. But they were uh, a very forceful in uh, shooting down uh, the idea that Enzo and Cass will be returning to NXT now that it's on TV in order to have uh, some stars for TV. So, Can we talk a little that. bit more NXT? Like, where, where do, do we think... I have not watched last night's show yet. Okay. So, the less spoilery <laughs> things to talk about would be that uh, Breezango, uh, they're kind of like featuring them as a tag team now. It's very logical. Um, I mean, They'd be like a couple jobber type guys. And um, I don't know. Do we think that they could be the next uh, challengers for the tag team titles? I mean, they could be. Or it could just be let's have more, you know, like a higher profile tag team that people recognize now that we're on television. Um, right. But, uh, but like, you know, at NXT, it seems to be the pattern. Like if a team starts winning matches, right. they end up no, being I, the one. Right, I get it. And that's fine. Like, it, I think it, I don't think there's any problem if that's the case. Um, right. I just don't know that it has to be that. I just think I just think they're going to I just think that no, I just think they're going to go back to Street Profits. I think this is just to build the Street Profits again. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. It's not like they unless. I mean, unless unless we're just going to get Street Profits on the main right. roster and full that, time, which and I'm that's the weird part. All that we, for. we can't figure that out. Again, I'm for one way or the other, right? Like I'm for either they're on the main roster to be on the main roster, main roster, or they're not. I just hated this in between thing. Like it's just been really weird that they keep doing the in between thing. Um, so yeah, I would be in favor of them just being on the main roster. I don't. It, they didn't just immediately put them on the main roster when they dropped the belts, so. Maybe a triple threat of some kind, or yeah, I mean, maybe I'd, I'd be good with that. I, look again. I, I, does anybody think it's a problem? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, right. Like, who thinks it's a problem that Breezango would be in the middle of the NXT tag team picture when you weren't using them on the main roster? Right. Like, no, it's not a problem. I just wonder if we if we're doing. Like, I wonder what you guys think about where this is where they're going. Like, are they? Do you think that they're there 
to be part of NXT or like in a in a bigger way, or do you think they're there, like you said, to be people that you know who they are to fill out but I, the I, show? I think it well can... now that now that NXT is going to be a two hour show on the network, right? right. Like you mean yeah on TV? The right. the fact is that like the the like a big thing, big reason why people didn't uh, WWE didn't want to send people down is because once you come up, you get a dip, you get a bigger deal, you get a better deal. So like once you have once you make it more money, they don't want to. Like we were talking about with Daniel Bryan, they're paying him a lot. They didn't wouldn't want him to just be wrestling on the network. Well, now you ain't got to worry about that because now he's wrestling on cable television two hours. Right, like, right. So anybody can be down on NXT. And thus, if you got a team like Breezango, who you were doing nothing with on the main roster, you can easily put them back down just like I think they're going to do with the Authors of Pain. Right. It's, it's very interesting, like... NXT's just announced um, a run of shows in the Pacific Northwest, and the picture that they're using to promote it, the three people on it are Adam Cole, Shayna Baszler, and Tyler Breeze, which is very interesting because if you look at the who's all going to be there, there are people that would have been in that picture before Tyler Breeze was back on NXT, so it's kind of interesting that he's one of the people that they're using to promote the show, you know, like, like as a featured performer. I, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I, like, I just yeah. think, I think it's super logical. It. And again, I guess my, my point, it's not, I'm not trying to be dismissive of the question as much as like, I don't know that it matters to me. Right. Like I, I think that the beauty of NXT is that they could go into the tag title pictures or you could just sort of have them to be on TV and always inject them into the tag title pictures whenever you want to, as long as they're there um, because they're credible, because they're relevant. So I guess my point was I, I don't think they have to go into the tag title picture right away, but if they do, cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm cool with the idea that this is going to be a third brand. I maybe somebody's complaint is that, you know, takes away an opportunity for someone else, but I think we just have to re envision how we're looking at NXT. And yeah. that we, we can't just consider it the way that we've always considered in the past, where it's just about giving somebody their next opportunity. It's a TV show now, and they have to put together a TV show, and they need some of this. Frankly, if it's just Tyler Breeze and Fandango, I think the truth is that we all say we'd rather that than them just start forcing ham-fistedly people that make no sense onto and, NXT. And, and there has been a little bit of that, you know, uh, already, where they, they kind of – and I think that this sort of fix that fixes that problem now. Now that it's a show that's on, that, that's on TV, uh, and they're going to have – you know – there's a rumored whatever other situation that might be happening that you can try some of the more unproven people on. Um, I think it's going to strengthen NXT to, to be honest with you. Well, like, agree, like we're yeah. going to get more. I don't think you're going to see as many people that are like, let's see what he can do. Would any you of know? us be angry if Rusev was wrestling for the NXT championship WrestleMania weekend? Hell no. That would be amazing. No. Right. It would be incredible. Well, let's, well, let's, let's spitball a little bit. Like who are the guys you guys think, could end up on NXT that are on the main roster now, like maybe like Apollo Crews. Um, well, like, mean, that's like there are yeah. clearly Arthur, some authors of pain. Yeah, authors of pain. But like, okay, there's just, so there's two kinds of people, right? There's the people that we're not seeing at all right now, and then there's some people that are not in a great position, but they clearly are booking them to look good. Like Apollo Crews clearly has gotten some kind of weird push that's not a push do you know what i mean like all of a sudden he's on tv all the time he's winning some lower level matches they're making him look good in the matches he loses 
in which that like do you think they're kind of fluffing some of these guys up to move to that sure. show sure absolutely 100 percent i mean i was gonna the name i was gonna throw out was ruby riot like ruby riot to me is that's a great one is insanely yeah. logical in this process right like she's there's nothing wrong with ruby riot ruby riot's great she's just completely lost in the shuffle so why not use her as a featured performer i i i'm i'm like the other name I would throw out would be Ember Moon, but I'm a little bit torn on that because you just finally gave Ember Moon her best look so far. But you know, it still seems like she's a little lost in the shuffle a bit on the main roster. Or I don't even know if we call it I, the main roster anymore. On, and I, I think it's interesting that you brought up two women's wrestlers or women wrestlers because or superstars, whatever the we're supposed to call them, um, because I think that's the division that needs this the most. Um, I think they need someone i to, don't i don't i don't Shayna so you Baker, think four Yosemite, wrestlers is fine Bianca for a two-hour show okay there's four people though but yeah but there's there's a bunch of people that don't get opportunities because there was only a one-hour show like tenara yeah or like De- jesse right or diana she was just on the show Peruza, last night like, right Aaliyah. right no, I, I agree with AJ, and yeah, obviously for the first time in a major spot, though. Right, and there's sure. and there's more signings coming in, and I think right. after Tony Storm yeah. like lost, I just I think mean a lot at the top. Like, do you think they need someone at the top? Yeah, Tony Storm is the answer. Yeah, I, that's what that's what. That's well, what Rhea Ripley is to, there now. Is that Tony Storm is the answer? But I I think after they had Tony so, Storm that, lose, that's it, was, all fine. it would seem like Tony Storm is the answer. Right, it would seem like you have Tony Storm lose that belt because you're pointing her towards NXT on TV. Like uh, that, you have to, right? Yeah, that, ha- she. They need that, right? Um, she needs it. She's ready. Um, what about what do we? What's going on? What What do we think is going on with the title picture on NXT? Yeah. Again, I don't. I don't. I mean, did they they did the match last night. The. I mean, just assume you Jordan know what Miles. happened. Yeah, I mean that's what I figured, right? So. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've always assumed that you get to you, you're getting to Adam Cole, Roddy, or uh, before too but long. Not yet. But I yeah, don't think I mean, we do that yet. But you say not yet. We're still like not talking about until November. You know what I mean? Is like that the next takeover. Yeah, the next takeover is not. That's till only Survivor two months series. away though. I know, but that's there's a lot of TV between now and then. And now like, they're live, so yeah, they're doing they they're to... doing two hours of TV every there's week. Sixteen hours of television. Right, like there's and, a and, lot, and now they're live, so they don't have to book no, it all it out. two exactly. months in advance or whatever. So I still think that's the most logical scenario, but I do think it will be interesting to see, Brandon, to, to, to get your point. I think it would be interesting to see if. They envision because they're launching TV, injecting someone new immediately yes. into the title picture, and so that will be an interesting thing to play out. Because as I say, I wouldn't have a problem with it being Rusev at WrestleMania weekend. I don't know that it couldn't possibly be Rusev at Survivor Series weekend, and I'm not. I have no idea if Rusev is going to be on NXT or not. I'm just using that as a hypothetical name. See, I, my, my theory is, if if we're really going to Adam Cole, Roddy, Roddy Strong, they're gonna they're gonna Gargano and Champa this thing. They're not gonna slam it it's not going to be immediately do you know what i mean this is going to be like a long build i think uh, maybe because, but wouldn't it also well, especially now that yeah but roddy's no currently to... but roddy's currently feuding with velveteen that's what i'm right. saying but that's is exactly that but that's point okay like, but are they going to play that out through survivor series or are they playing that yes. out for this match at on tv to start kick off the show because remember what survivor series is is war it's games war right games. i get that so to me that's the most lo- if you're gonna like if if there's going to be a turn before the first of the year, that's where you do it because they have to be a team. 
Well, I um, disagree. That a three-on-three team could absolutely be Roddy and the Undisputed Era versus Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and. But why would you do that? Why not? That's totally logical. Because it's too soon. Because there's no reason to to force you, that now. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a four-on-four. It doesn't yeah. have to be. They've done three be, on three. It's going to be undisputed era, and that's how they turn on him. He'll be part of the team, and they lose. That's a way to do it, but this yeah. notion that the other way is bad doesn't make any sense to me. Like that does it makes a match happen without it being your one-on-one blow-off match. Like that actually is extremely logical. No, here's why the other way is bad because you get you, you're forcing the beat right. Like you're forcing the beat on TV. The beat being the moment that the turn happens. So why do that on TV when you've got because you three need people to watch your TV show because you're trying to launch a TV show that never existed before because it gives a huge yeah, moment on a, a TV reason. show that no, you but can he's make fighting happen. Fighting Velveteen Dream on that show in the first one you have right. six as we just said sixteen hours of TV show between now and Survivor Series that you've got to get people to watch that they've never okay, watched on you've TV watched before. NXT for however many years it's existed in its current form, right? Yes. When have they ever done something they, like you're suggesting? They've never been on TV before, Brandon. That, like, no, it's that such a soon, different though. world. You, why, you keep saying that it's so soon. We're talking about something that's over two months away. What are you that's talking soon, about? But that's soon in the realm of how NXT tells they stories. They didn't have a TV show before. It's a vastly different world. I mean, no, now. they have had a show before. They didn't it's have a television it's show. Two hours long, and it's on a network. But they still had the, a show. The, the difference like between a show. a show on the WWE network that you take right. four episodes of it at a time versus sure. two hours live every week that you need people to tune into because ratings count now. And USA Network grabbed it because people will watch it live is so insanely different. You have to create big moments to get people to watch your TV show each and every week. It makes all of the sense to do it on TV. You need people to watch the TV show. But don't you think Roddy would win the title first? No. Why? Well, because Because you you get to what they... Okay, no, I'm saying win the North American title. But then would he, he would, win that then, title then, first? No, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why would that make sense? Then you take away the North if American you, title you, because it's a slow way to build the story instead you, of forcing you, it. But you're immediately. trying to make it about being. You need it to be slow. Nobody's talking about that. You're the only one that's saying that. What, like, but, I, but what made Gargano and Champa better? What? That it took a year for them to turn on each other, or that they did it immediately? Well, they did it for, for for three years. I mean, like it's a completely but, but different. No, thing. but the moment that they the turn happened, it, they were together for much long, like way, a year before that happened. By the way, the last year's match was four on four. The year before that was three on three and three. They did three person. But teams yeah, they'll do the whatever they want to do. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be three. It doesn't have to be four. They'll just do whatever makes sense. Correct. But I, I, no one was. I wasn't suggesting that they had to do four people. I'm just saying. I right. think that's what they're gonna do. I would like to. Nat- it'd be cool if they did a. It'd be cool if they did a two on two on two on two tag team title match. Uh, that'd yeah, be, that would that'd be, be cool dope. Too. As Here's shit. my problem with your scenario. My problem with your scenario is we've got war games coming up, and we have one clear fucking faction. So why would you break that? You faction don't up have to the- break the faction up. You're just moving one person. The undisputed era still exists with no, a but different I'm saying, leader. I'm just saying it would be better if the if there was no if the faction was intact. Okay. And you've got the faction versus whoever, and that's how you create the 
the cracks in the faction. Here's the best reason for me why that doesn't work is that you kn- we all know the pro- we just addressed it in the last segment. Adam Cole's a, ma- a massive face, and you have him as the leader of the biggest heel faction on the face of the planet. At some right. point, you have to deal with that. You have to That's deal with the fact, it. and your argument is you do it there. My argument is why wait that long? You why not deal with what you're dealing with and make Adam Cole your top face for your television show that you want people to tune into and say he is the face star of the show immediately. Why not do it that way to get people to watch your TV show? I mean, say, yeah, I mean, you could easily you could easily have Roddy lose the match to Velveteen exactly. on the first show, be mad, and then. And then they turn on Cole that night. To end the show, your massive moment to end your first television show is that Adam Cole gets turned on by the Undisputed Era. Now, who doesn't want to tune in again the following week? But then why would the, but why would the other two guys want to turn on him? Because they have the title. Because, because, because they're heels? Because that's what heels do? Because Roddy goes back to them and, and says Adam Cole... But, but why in every other scenario do you want them to do work and show the reason why... This guy does this, but for for this scenario, you're just like, oh, they're heels. Who gives a shit if they tell a good because story? In part, that's professional wrestling. That's that's sort of what. Yeah, it but works. that's not what you think. No. You normally, AJ, come on, you've got to have my back on this one. You're the guy who usually wants to be. The story is being told between Roddy and Adam Cole. There's been no moment. But in currently, which we... is not. By the way, there's no story it's, in which they look like they're going to break up. Bubbling for the last five months. But it's, there was no, 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 no. There was they did no one thing in, five months ago. They haven't done shit since. No, they alluded to it every week for a month. Hey, listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda, Linda, <laughs> listen, Linda, Linda, listen, listen, Linda. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, there was no backup storyline for when Seth Rollins turned on the shield. It didn't make it less awesome when it happened. Yeah, that is also true. That there's sure. there, there's no real reason why Bailey would have fucking turned on anything on Monday night. But no, that made perfect sense because she's friends with Sasha Banks. They That's built that storyline for all of a moment. There's been way more fucking build. Entirely, <laughs> like it, it, there's not even a comparison <laughs> between the amount of build she between Roderick Strong and Adam Sasha Cole. Banks with Sasha when Sasha Banks kicked her down the elimination chamber. I mean, right? for fuck's yeah, sake, dude. man! <laughs> like, come on, like. There is so much build to the Adam Cole Roderick Strong thing in comparison to these other ones. It's insane. We know it's coming. The, th- these are accessories to that. There's an accessory move, which is if you want to make them faces to go with Adam Cole, you can. But nothing they've ever done suggests they would want to be good guys. It would seem as though everything about those two guys would suggest, well, if one of you is going to be an asshole, we're going to be with you because that's all we've ever done. The story is easy. It's super easy. You've done what, the work. Wait, what about what about all the work they did with Roddy Strong when he was going to win the NXT well, title? Well, they fucked that up, and I can't do anything about that. <laughs> Just trying to get me pissed off now, and I hate you. All right, get your fucking plugs in. Let's get your plug. We got to go. Brandon, uh, what's coming up at Ramshead Live? Well, wrestling fans should really pay attention to what's going on. Uh, maybe... Uh, Within the next week or so, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't. Uh. Um, but it's going to be really, really cool. So check that out. We've got, um, we just announced uh, ESPN's Fantasy Focus football podcast on Tuesday, September 17th. 
Um, we just announced two nights of Lotus, uh, one of which is going to be on New Year's Eve and is going to be nuts. So if Lotus you like Flower it, Bomb, uh, the song by uh, Wally. Yeah, I mean, that's a good song, though. That's a good song. It's a great that's song. A different thing. Yeah, this is a jam different band, thing. but uh, people love them. And uh, uh, check them out. Uh, also, lots of other stuff. Go to RamsLive.com. Lots of exciting announcements coming up, especially for wrestling fans. I, by the way, I guess I, I guess I should weeks. offer to have one of those ESPN guys on my show to promote that event. I guess should. I should do. You that, should. Right? It's it's uh, I I you know who it is, right? Yeah, it's, I know uh, that Matthew Barry and them. I know that. Yep, crew. correct. All right, uh, very good. And, and don't forget, I'll be there for uh, Citizen Cope. I know for sure. I'm, I'm probably show up at a show before then, but I'll definitely be there for Citizen Cope. In, uh, That'll be the summer. day that the Steelers beat the Ravens by like yeah, 16 yeah, touchdowns. Some, something like Maybe. that. Something yeah. like that. Okay. All right, uh, AJ. Oh, we already we actually already did your plugs. We can uh, you can follow me on all. Yeah, yeah, yeah let me do it again. You yeah. can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. Once again, that is at AJ Francis 410. I will be at Primal Conflict Wrestling. This Saturday in Ranson, West Virginia, it's like an hour from Baltimore. I am going to be showing off a little bit because my fam's going to be there, and they've never seen me wrestle before. When's so that about show? To be doing shit the Saturday night, seven this p.m. This Saturday. God damn it! Okay, I can't go. I wish I could go. We knew this already. I know. I'm taking my wife to see Marin Morris in Philadelphia. Oh. I know you. This is already a thing. It's sorry. already discussed, and I hate you. I'm sorry. I wish I could go. I, w- I would go if I wasn't Jesus doing that. Jesus Christ. All right. But it's okay because I, I love the cancer boy gimmick more than anything. Yeah, right. Now AJ goes better. back to sucking up. He goes right back to sucking up. Look at that. Look at that. All right. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Thanks again to Teal Piper. Uh, for Aaron, for Brandon, and for... The main event. <laughs> Just there we go. There we go. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. You better be nice to me.